2: This is the Main Event Marks Podcast, brought to you by the Unhinged Sports Radio Network and the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. I'm your first host, lifelong wrestling fan, former radio guy, and cat dad. I am Troy, and with me as always, he is the WWE Walking Wrestling Encyclopedia, the Main Event Collector, and the John Madden to my Al Michaels. He is Greg. What's up, Greg? Boom. Yeah, we recorded uh, last week's episode early, so uh, if anybody doesn't know, the uh, the, the news broke about, I, and I realize this is a football podcast, but I mean, this, this is big. If you're a gamer, you've ever played a Madden game, which most people have, you know, uh, John Madden meant something to you growing up. So Greg is a Raider fan, so he means extra to Greg.
0: Yeah, I and, couldn't believe it, man.
2: Yeah. And he unexpectedly passed away It was uh Tuesday, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So the news broke on Tuesday. We already had the show in the can, so uh and and it was long enough. Uh we couldn't do justice to anything talking about John Madden uh last week anyway, so we saved
0: it for yeah, it's on week. every single thing you see too, dude. Like I saw yep. it on like uh comic book resources and you know, yeah. video, obviously yeah. the video game ones, you know why, but right. Uh, like even wrestling was tweeting about it. It's insane. Well, as soon as
2: I opened up Peacock, they had like, a, I think it's a documentary or something about him right there on yeah, Peacock. Yeah, did you know, on Christmas. You know, oh, OK. I
0: mean, it had on Christmas, and then he passed away. It was almost like his eulogy or something. It's horrible. That stuff happens
2: quite often, oddly enough, where it's like they get one more. It's like like a big interview or a big movie, and then they die. It's like, wow, that was weird. You know, like no. you said, almost like it's meant to happen. Uh, he he obviously did a lot in his life. You're a big sports fan. I uh, watch it here and there, but I've always played the Madden games growing up. So it's a it's a big thing to a lot of people, John Madden passing away.
0: He made sure to get Tom Brady on his last cover. <laughs> <laughs> people don't uh, know he loved Tom Brady. <laughs>
2: But all right, uh, time to talk about some wrestling, man, uh, getting out of the football stuff here. Um, but this year, you know, we're going to take a, a stroll down memory lane throughout the new year of 2022. We're going back uh, 15 years in the past to 2007 in TNA. You and I have talked about that. This is one of our favorite years in TNA history, maybe one of their best. I think this ever. Is their.
0: Per- I personally think this is their best year.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, it's hard to argue. I I, I know a lot of people will, the one, you know, the LOL TNA crowd, but those are the ones. Still going. Yeah, I mean, those are the ones, though, that it's like TNA could have had, like, a perfectly put together show, and they still would have been like, whatever, they suck. They're minor leagues and whatever else. Oh, look at those old guys and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, it was the the same kind of arguments all the, all the time, but I always liked them. You and I became friends and bonded over uh liking TNA back in the day, so this was this was good to go back and watch this.
0: Yeah, we bonded over wrestling too.
2: <laughs> wow. And not not to give away, you know, everything at the beginning of the show here, but uh just saying it's like this isn't one of them where it's like you would call your friends and be like, "Oh my god, dude, you you have to order the replay. Like, this was just, it, it was great. But it was a really good show, you and I, at least in our opinion. So we enjoyed watching. I might say that about Final Resolution 05. Uh, I forget 05.
0: What was, was that old? Well, the, what stands out to me is the Ultimate X match with Styles and Petey Williams and Chris Saban.
2: Ah, okay. I gotcha.
0: Saban almost kills AJ Styles. The tag match with AMW and. <laughs> Canada was awesome. Yeah. Anyway, Miniman was okay. It's kind of forgettable, but you know and it was then good two
2: well and two years after that, now we've got AMW broken up and uh, Chris Harris isn't on the show, but James Storm is. We'll talk about that when
0: we get this to the This is 2007? Uh, is he hmm. Braden Walker? Is he about to be? I can't
2: remember. Uh, that. Well this is and and I might be conflated because i always like think things went way longer than they actually did when i you know because like you and i have talked about things and you're like oh no that only lasted like two months or something i'm like really i felt like it went on for like a year so i don't know uh,
0: not to not to give away our uh, one of our shows coming up we're doing the nwo show right yeah that didn't last too long either it's almost like you're tying that in with that
3: <laughs> yeah
2: right uh, yeah so uh stay t- hashtag stay tuned
0: yeah, so it's – yeah, some just don't last. And also, yeah, Harris didn't go to WB until 2008, so I was wrong on
2: that. Yeah, okay. So, all right, so it was about a – yeah, exactly a year, just about, um, with his run as a singles dude here. So – and I enjoyed it. I thought he was going to be the breakout star of the team, not saying that – like, I thought Storm was going to be, like, a a big deal, but I thought Chris Harris was going to be a bigger deal. Boy, was I wrong.
0: <laughs> oh, he did but, get that huge moment where he uh, stood on the ramp with his hands on his hips.
2: Yeah. And I was. He told, uh, well, and he told um, uh, Armando Estrada he was going to bash his brains in. So there's that. <laughs> We're going to take a time out to let you know that the Main Event Marks is sponsored by Fanatics. Get all of your officially licensed sports gear with Fanatics at fanatics.com. You can click that link down in the podcast description, and when you go to check out, let them know that the Main Event Marks and the Unhinged Sports Radio Network sent you. Also, we're sponsored by Swift Lifestyles. They are clean energy drinks and focus enhancers, great tasting vitamins and big brain nootropics that are made and shipped from the USA. Go to swiftlifestyles.com and use our special promo code, main event marks. That's all one word, no spaces for 15% off of your order. Also, I want to direct everybody to our uh, link tree account. That is linktr.ee forward slash main event marks on our link tree. You can see all of our social media links, the links to our swag shacks. That is our Redbubble and Bonfire stores where you can get all the latest and greatest merch for the podcast. You can also see all the links to our YouTube and everywhere that you can hear the podcast right there on our link tree account. Uh, you can see our Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook accounts as well. So check that out on linktr.ee forward slash main marks. We're going to take our first break now. When we come back, we're going to dive into the news and notes from early January of 2007.
3: Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector.
2: Get ready to rumble in your new Main Event Marks merchandise. fire.com
4: slash store slash main event marks.
1: Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22.
5: Hey, gang, it's Commissioner Cooper of TSS Fantasy. We
2: are the fantasy show of the people. Expert fantasy advice, free contests, leading expert medical and legal analysis, and most importantly, you. Interact with us on all social media platforms or check us out at tssfantasy.com. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Check out the fun today and be a part of the most interactive fantasy show around, TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. Main Event Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. And we're back. Make sure to check us out on our link tree. It's linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. There you can get all the links to the podcast, social media, YouTube, and our Swag merch slash merchandise stores. Right there. It's linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. But all right, time to get into the news and notes here. First story, this will play into the pay-per-view. I'm starting off with TNA, by the way, uh, before. Hell yeah, I start my mornings off. <laughs> that's a. Uh, The best part of waking up is boobies in your cup. What the hell? (laughs) What?
0: Isn't that kind of oxymoronic boobies in cup? Anyway, (laughs) move (laughs)
2: on. All right. Uh, But this one plays into the pay-per-view here. Uh, Conan got his hip replacement surgery in Monterey, Mexico. According to reports, the surgery was a success, and he will remain in Monterey for the next week, as they don't want him to be flying at the moment. Conan has lost 35 pounds from dialysis and dieting within a week. TNA management, particularly the Carters, have been calling Conan almost every day to check up on his condition and how he's feeling.
0: Okay, um, I didn't know this, but that explains a lot. Because he would literally come out at like the speed of snail behind LAX. Wouldn't do much. <laughs> and I did yeah. notice he got smaller. But he always oh, wore yeah. like the... And I can say this because my dad trusts like this sometimes. <laughs> Half Mexican. He always wore like the typical Mexican look with like a, a khakis, an oversized look, shirt or <laughs> checkered uh, coat or something. So like you oh, couldn't tell yeah. he was getting smaller from that because it would obviously make him like bigger like looking. But right. when I saw pictures of him, he was clearly smaller. And yeah. Now that you say that, now I get it.
2: They said after this he had to go on a very specific diet for a little while. There were certain things he couldn't eat, and it was basically anything that if you're looking to keep weight on or build up muscle or anything, you can't eat it. So uh, he had a very strict diet, and I guess, yeah, he just dropped a bunch of weight. He wasn't allowed to lift weights for the longest time because of the hip replacement. So, yeah.
0: I will say... To my knowledge, he never competed again in TNA. Like at all, Like from my knowledge. I mean, maybe he did. I didn't see it anywhere.
2: Yeah, he was in a Battle Royal uh, sort of, I guess, at a Triple Mania a couple of years ago. But he just basically came out talk crap on the mic and sat in the corner. And then I think he like took a very light bump over the top rope and then left.
0: So every legend ever that returns in the Royal Rumble. Uh, basically. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's all you had to say. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They, they just see want the a Royal magic Royal moment Royal of like these little returns for 10 seconds or when the Godfather came out, you know? Yep. 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 It's a payday. I see it, but I guarantee you that place went crazy when he came out.
2: Oh yeah. Well, he was a big heel at the time, and, and what they were.
0: I don't doing, think it matters for him there though. I feel like they just cheer him no matter what.
2: Yeah. Well, he came out in a Donald Trump t-shirt, like it was like hand painted, whatever his own uh, design, and it, that'll do it. And, yep. And he was, and he was talking crap, but because his whole thing at the time, he was like, "My boy Donald Trump was right about all you fools. Keep you over the wall and whatever." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, he comes out doing that whole shtick, and he had something offensive written on the back of the shirt too. And so he, you know, he's doing his heel thing, and then Vampiro comes out, and the crowd just blows, and so they get the the whole yeah. him and Vampiro in the ring together thing.
0: Play my damn music. Yeah. <laughs> and vampiro people like, need to watch that we'll explain that another time but there's the reason i do that yes <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've, i think we've talked about it on podcast when you, anybody
2: look up uh vampiro if, I, I can't remember which triple mania it was but uh, it's a
0: tri- just put triple mania botches and it's like a 30 minute video and uh, matt yeah. striker's on the call i don't know who he did them all so that might be a one would give away which one it was. i feel like it was like three years ago uh i think he
2: he does most of them i believe it's either oh. him or i think kevin kelly might do some of them i don't remember.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, if you don't like Kevin Kelly, you know.
2: Please die. <laughs> real quote, folks. Yep, from Uncle Dave. TNA is no longer pursuing a Kurt Angle versus Bob Sapp program. Uh, Sapp is if there's currently... ever a
0: time to say, thank God, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right.
2: Why? Why didn't this happen? Why? Uh, whatever. But Sapp is currently going through some complicated contract issues with K-1 in Japan.
0: Kickboxing, I believe so. If you've ever seen Zap fights, it's not like he does many takedowns. So he's, I mean, not that he's geared for fighting at all, but going off of that, he's probably more geared towards kickboxing.
2: Yeah, he's just a big old dude who will stand and you know uh, throw hands with you, basically. <laughs> well, yeah, basically. Uh, but
0: yeah, broke so. in my nose.
2: I love little Michael. Anyway, uh, TNA is expected to have a taped edition of Impact air on February 12th, which is the Monday night where WWE Raw is preempted uh, by the Westminster Dog Show. TNA would that then still re- a thing. I know I shock uh, TNA. So, would when I was re- a kid, re- I used to
0: get pissed when they preempted for that. and Oh, that would like yep. ruin my whole
2: week. <laughs> oh, I know. I thought that
0: was because this is when they came back, isn't it? Yeah, this is 2007. Yeah, they've been back for two years now at this point. Yeah. No, when, so this is January 07. Yeah. In a yeah, year so and a they, couple of months. So yeah.
2: I thought that was a big thing in, uh, well, like in their contract negotiations, was it was like we're not going to be be preempted anymore by that stupid dog show.
0: Yeah, because now they move it over to Sci-Fi or one of the other NBC networks on that Monday. Yeah, it'll be it'll be airing live and then come eight o'clock or five o'clock here, whatever time zones, it would cut over. And it's like a little thing on the bottom. So to continue watching this, go to, you know, MSNBC or whatever the hell it is.
2: Yeah, because I I know I believe Bruce Pritchard talked about that, that they, you know, because USA really wanted them back. And he's in one of their bargaining chips was they were like, we're not going to be preempted on Mondays anymore. You're going to play us live. So I don't know. This I don't think
0: what this ever happened. For us back in the day too is they put Raw randomly on a Thursday or on a Friday once, and then there was even a Saturday. So
2: I yeah I don't know. So either way, uh, it it it's claiming that Impact will air live on or well not live, but it will air on a Monday and then re-air on Thursday. I I don't think that ever happened.
0: I think it did. I feel like I remember watching it.
2: Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, maybe it did. Maybe I stand corrected. <laughs> I, I,
0: I don't think know. it did. I feel like I, I vaguely remember that happening. Yeah, because well. I was like, well, I got to watch on Thursday now. That sounds I, like something I would say. It. So <laughs> huh.
2: well, this one, he's not quite in TNA yet, but oh, my gosh, this just um, it's ridiculous.
0: Wow. This Hulk is Hogan. a great introduction. This is going to be good, folks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't want to get this one out. Yep.
2: Hashtag, uh, uh. hashtag stay tuned. Uh, All right, well, Hulk Hogan made an appearance on the Bubba the Love Sponge radio show.
0: Oh, God.
2: Can I already see it?
0: Now, now, hold on. I'm sorry. Now I see why you're stuttering. Okay, I'm sorry.
2: (laughs) Well, he took a phone call from Vince McMahon's secretary, Ann Russo, real name, live on the air. Russo was calling Hogan to let him know about the candidates for this year's WWE Hall of Fame ceremony and wanted to know who he thought should be inducted. Russo, who had no idea that she was on the air at the time, read off the names of the candidates for the Hall of Fame. In what was described as a very funny moment during the show, I'm sure, uh, when Russo was told that she was live on the air, then she sounded shocked and noted that she would be getting into trouble for saying the names for the public to hear. Hogan then left the studio to take a call from Vince McMahon himself, with it later being known that McMahon was not very happy about the names going over the air the way they did. You don't say.
0: I feel like I don't even have a memory of that. Yeah. Well, it's h- how who it was the 2007 Hall of Fame? You say. So the Hall of Fame names were Dusty Rhodes, Mr. Perfect, Jerry Lawler, Nick Bockwinkle, Mr. Fuji, the Iron Sheik and Jim Ross. Hmm. That was one of the rare ones where every single person deserved to go in. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, and the Wild Samoans.
2: Wow, yeah. They're uh, Roman Reigns' dad and uncle. But, yeah, so that's, that's pretty freaking dirty on the part of Hulk Hogan. I mean, I wouldn't expect anything less from Bubba the Love Sponge. But seriously, he's just, he's going to put this poor woman on the spot?
0: Like, yeah, oh, I at know. the same time, who cares for the whole thing? It's, like, it's already iffy as it is, like, it's legit. <laughs> yeah, well. Now, that uh, with the NFL, they'd be pretty pissed because it the, the reveals a whole thing, a like, whole big episode or something.
2: Yeah, right. But um at the same time, it's like he's he's putting this woman on the spot. You know, obviously she's like, Well, crap, I'm you know, this is really bad for me. It's like she could have been, you know, punished for that by her employer. Like that's pretty effed up in my opinion. Uh this, this one getting into the WWE stuff, this one's more rumor and innuendo, I guess, but we'll play it out. According to Dave Schurer of Wrestling Inc. The main culprits in the recent killed push for CM Punk are WWE agents Arn Anderson and Fit Finley. Punk is currently in the doghouse as he disagreed with the layout of the Extreme Elimination Chamber. Uh, with Arn Anderson...
0: Get it <laughs> out. Go ahead. <laughs> that garbage. I mean, I'm going to leave it alone. <laughs> well, yeah, you're, oh, I mean, you're upset with the layout. Well, I'm, exce- I'm upset with the whole pay-per-view, so... Yep. Yeah. Yeah, the whole thing, whole thing sucked. Uh, which plays
2: into the story, actually. But anything, anyway, uh, Arn Anderson <laughs> and Michael Hayes were the producers who laid it out. For last week's w- ECW-TV, Dave Lagana had written that Punk should get Hardcore Holly and the Anaconda Vice, and Holly should turn over, grab the ropes, and pin Punk. In the production meeting when uh, the TV was being put together, the whole room turned on Punk when Lagana told him er, told them his idea. Arn Anderson especially was against him, saying that Holly should make Punk pay his dues because he's, quote, just a Heyman guy and uh, not any good. So Holly shouldn't need to cheat to pin him. Anderson also said that Punk was only over because Heyman flooped it and it shouldn't be happening. Punk was personally told by Anderson that, quote, after 14 years of being on WWE television, Holly is a bigger star. As an explanation as oh. <laughs> why. As an explanation as to why the heel should pin the baby face clean, the actual finish was come up with by
0: Finley. Uh Okay, this is the guy that started out as Sparky Plug, by the way, and he's a bigger star. Yeah. Well he's Look, been on I'm TV sorry, This is not this is not funny, but like he's only famous to this point for Brock and Break His Neck.
2: <laughs> yeah, right.
0: I'm not trying to be funny, but
2: <laughs> Well, and uh Mick Foley immortalizing him in his novels. So oh, there's that.
0: And the Major Brothers, you know, immortalizing with the whole thing sucked, but yeah. Yeah, right. (laughs) Okay, I think there's a couple reasons he's famous, but Uh, still very loose on the word famous. (laughs) Yep. Well,
2: it's like, really? I I wonder if Anderson still feels the same way about Punk and AEW.
0: (laughs) Makes you wonder if any of that. Did CM Punk say this, by the way?
2: Uh, I don't know if he came out and said any of this.
0: Okay, because then that's where it gets iffy. Did they? You know, did he say it?
2: Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. You know, that's why I was I was prefacing by saying it's rumor and innuendo. So I, you know, I don't know. Could happen. Could be bullcrap. You never know.
0: Freaking red rooster, man. He wasn't even there. <laughs> what the hell?
2: Uh, while nothing has been confirmed yet, Vince McMahon has reportedly mentioned names such as Mick Foley and Chris Jericho in some recent discussions about a special appearance at WrestleMania 23 this year in Detroit. At one point, a Vince McMahon uh, versus McFoley angle was planned to start soon to take down or to take place at WrestleMania, but talk of that has said to have died down.
0: Because I got another idea that was huge, huge, yeah, big league. Foley would he'd be on TV during WrestleMania? He teased being at WrestleMania. He was never at WrestleMania. He was for the ECW versus the new breed. Oh yeah. He teased being there, and he said he was gonna sit in the skybox and watch it. They never showed him on the show, so there's that. Huh. Was he? Was it 24
2: him in age? It was 22. Or 22. Okay, so year before this. All right.
0: Yeah, so it's like nine months prior to this, give or take. Okay.
2: And Jericho was. Jericho wasn't here, was he?
0: No, he hasn't even returned until Survivor uh, Series this year. Okay. Yeah, because uh, I think this was
2: around the time when we were speculating that he was going to pop up in TNA. Has he been gone?
0: Yeah, we now? thought he was going to be, we thought he was going to be where Angle debuted. It was between him and Benoit, too. I still,
2: had, I still held out hope even after Angle popped up. I was like, man, maybe maybe Jericho yeah. will show up now because they got And stars. then
0: they used a song for Bound for Glory, one of them. And yeah. He show it, up. Was it Enemy? It wasn't, yeah. Which they okay. had used use for a No Way Out review, but <laughs> and he still didn't show up.
2: Yeah, I know. Well, speaking of WrestleMania 23, the word now is that Vince McMahon versus Donald Trump's Battle of the Billionaires angle will now culminate at WrestleMania 23 and not at the Rumble. The deal there is done. Go. Yeah, the deal is done, and Trump should be making some appearances on Raw soon to further the angle. He did. Biggest no one dropped in, in room
0: on who is going to be in it.
2: Uh I didn't see anything about that. I don't think those had uh, heated up quite yet. <laughs> well, you know, when he was on Raw, Greg, biggest ratings in all of Raw history, biggest shows ever, huge ratings, okay. I Believe
0: do think me. this is I do think this is still their most bought WrestleMania though. I do uh Oh uh, uh, yeah, uh, wait, I, I think Rock had seen him blew out of oh, the water, Here, never mind.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Rock and Cena. Well and the thing was they said it's it's not really fair because Rock and Cena blew it out of the water and then they just blew up the entire pay-per-view model so it can never be beaten ever.
0: But yeah, I mean, yeah but I, I and I see the point on that, but at the same time it was inevitable. Look at where right we now. are now with yeah. each Come on. It was inevitable. Well, na-
2: and nowadays it's uh you know, it's two nights. And I they might be switching back to one night after this year.
0: I don't think it, so. I think this would be the tell to me that it's staying two nights. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, as a person, it, you, I try to go to all of them. I haven't been able to because it's a stupid virus. But I'm okay with it being two nights because I'd rather not sit there for six straight hours. I'd rather split it up.
2: So. Yeah. What was what was the last one in New York? Was that 34? 35. 35, Okay. Uh. Yeah. Thirty five. That one. Like I heard multiple people complain because they were like. It was a decent show, but they're like, man, by the end of it, it was so long. And then, like, if supposedly New York head or New Jersey one of what is everyone was supposed to set it up with public transportation where they would stay open. later. Oh,
0: man. Don't get me started on that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And it didn't happen. So <laughs> nobody Lord. got out of there.
0: I damn near got ammonia standing in the rain waiting no. for an Uber for three hours. Three hours? Holy mm-hmm. crap. You can't get out of there unless it's on a train. You're, you're surrounded by freeways. Oh, man. And that sucks. So we had to wait like three hours for the Uber almost, and then like from from uh, MetLife back to uh, I think we were staying in like by Queens. The same place you and I stayed for SummerSlam. Exactly. In gotcha. Hotel, um, uh, which was in Queens City, I believe it's called. Yeah. And it took, it took like $120 to get there
2: mother of god that's yeah. ridiculous yeah uh i heard so many horror stories and uh yeah i attest they're all true yeah it was it was the transportation it was the weather but anyway this one is kind of funny um you're probably not going to know who this guy is but i'll i'll see uh several gossip websites have picked up on hip hop artist the game real ni- real name jc on taylor wanting to fight triple h ah. over the rights to his name i remember this <laughs> the game Not claims
0: that he, I think I saw it on like a, like a TV show or something I don't watch those things but like if it's several on I, I happen to see it I want to say uh, he was
2: in one of those Def Jam video games probably was I think so but uh the game claims that he used the name longer however Triple H has been associated with the name since the summer of 99 Uh the game said quote he's on TV wrestling and it's pretend made up I wrestle in real life and I win end quote to which everybody goes,
0: what? You're a rapper? Um, who the hell are you?
2: Yeah. Like, okay, around this time, the game was a big name in the rap scene, but I just like, uh, for God's sake. Obviously, nothing came about of this. So,
0: darn. So uh, I was looking forward to that.
2: Yeah. I'm sure Triple H was like,
0: who? Is it Ice Cube with that meme that just says who? Or is it Snoop Dogg?
2: Oh, Snoop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Basically.
0: <sighs>
2: but speaking of Triple H, he has begun rehabilitation in Alabama, Abilama, Roll time. and he will continue for the next three weeks before he returns home to continue with his physical therapy. The current prognosis is that he should be walking again in six weeks and will miss anywhere between four to six months.
0: Uh, he misses more than that. He comes back this uh, is uh, seven months.
2: Uh, when does he come back at SummerSlam? hmm
0: Against okay. Booker T, I wanna say.
2: Oh, this is the one. Okay. Yeah, I remember that one. I watched it at Buffalo Wild Wings, the cr- and uh, everybody in the restaurant like blew up for that.
0: Yeah, I was at uh Great American Bash this year. Um uh, it was in San oh, Jose. That <laughs> was not that bad. This is actually this is actually one of the more tolerable ones. Um, but they aired that promo and like I lost my crap, as you can <laughs> imagine.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. WWE is currently in the early stages of trying to put together a new Hart Foundation. The current idea would see it comprised of Harry Smith, Natalie Neidhart, uh, Teddy Hart, and T.J. Wilson.
0: Well, I mean, you're, yeah. yeah, you know, three out, of, you know, seventy-five percent—that's a C plus. Good job. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Yeah, three out of four ain't bad.
2: Uh, Teddy Hart would never. I, I, okay, he, I, I take that. I was going to say he would never compete in the WWE ever. He was on Velocity in the past. I forgot about that.
0: Oh, you know what that reminds me? I forgot to check Twitter today. Uh is Teddy Hart in jail.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh that is a real thing, folks. <laughs> uh big update. No. <laughs> uh speaking of coming into the WWE though, Monty Brown is currently scheduled to be a heel when he debuts in the WWE. Oh, man. Just call him smooth, dude. I hope he got paid well for this. That's all I can say.
0: <sighs> I was, I was like, I was like ready, man. I was like, he's gonna be something big. Yeah, like I came really in, felt like he was gonna be the first black WWE champion. I really did. I was disappointed
2: when he left TNA just because he was such a big deal there as a main eventer and everything, and I thought he was great. Uh, but then I was like, all right, well, I hope WWE does something good with him. But then they call him Marcus Corvan. He comes out to that god awful theme song. He changes his finishing move. I'm like, what the hell, man? I don't
0: know. And it and they put him on ECW. He sucked. But, you but know, to be fair, they were using that as like sort of their starting off developmental thing. So that one I can overlook.
2: Yeah. But, well, he wasn't long for this world. He ended up. I Didn't he go uh, like he dropped out of wrestling to go take care of like his nieces and nephews or something? After I think his, so. Yeah. Yeah. I think his uh, – their parents died or something, so he, like, took – he, like, took him in, which – good for him, man. That's, you know – I mean, not good that his family died, obviously, but it's, you know, good for him that he's able to do something like that, you know, and he's willing to do something like that. It just yeah. – he was great. It sucks.
0: You know, though, we say this, though, at the same time, like, you know, it's not like TNA did anything with him either. He should have been champion there, I thought.
2: Yeah, I'm I know. Still, I felt like they I'm were still. missing the boat with him. Give him a little while
3: longer, I think he would have been champ.
0: Of course, as you know, he played in two Super Bowls with the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> because if you didn't <laughs> right. know that, they told you that 7,000 times a show.
2: Well, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, well, you know, relic spelled backwards is killer, Greg. Yes, I do. Well,
0: you know, I, <laughs> now I just they told you that 8,000 times, 8, times a show. So, yeah.
2: yeah right. Uh, uh, well, I call bull crap. That's Johnny the Bull. Johnny the Bull crap. I like that. That's oh, <laughs> my gosh. I didn't even think about that. Good catch. <laughs>
0: Ah, uh, speaking of uh, crap. Real quick, a, uh, while we're on TNA, that's it. EA Debbie Downer. Sorry, uh, <laughs> I just just saw a tweet that Don West has cancer again.
2: Yeah, I saw that. Uh, sad. That sucks. man. Yeah, all the prayers go out to him. I just that's uh, that's rough. Didn't he just go into remission and?
0: Yeah, that's the thing, man.
2: Sucks. Uh, hopefully he can get back out there selling better than Billy Mays in no time. But, <laughs> I don't know. But uh, Larry Zbyszko has contacted WWE in hopes of landing a Legends deal and a commentary gig. There's no word as of yet if Vince McMahon is interested. Spoiler, he's not.
0: He <laughs> <laughs> has gone to Hall of Fame in 2015, though. It's yeah, he all- that
2: Legends deal. Yeah, it only took him, you know, eight years after this to put him in the Hall
0: of Fame. That was one of the better speeches I've ever heard the Hall of Fame. I was there, too. Oh, really? Yeah, I was in the Shark Tank. That was one of the better speeches oh. I've ever heard at the Hall of Fame, ever.
2: Larry's always been good with his words, so I can imagine. I I think I saw it. I can't remember off the... I'm pretty sure I did. just can't remember it off the top of my head. But yeah, Larry was good, Um sucks and he never went yeah, really had...
0: geeked out for him when we saw him in um, New Orleans. I don't remember, but you were uh, literally standing right next to him while you were to me Christian. He was like you were in front of his table, like the line snaked around in front of his table.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I saw him, uh I walked right in front of uh Jerry Lawler's table, and oddly enough, he was sitting right next to the Hurricane. So <laughs> I got to geek out a lot that time. Uh this <laughs> this is a WWE Hurricane side
0: in this week.
2: Oh, really? Well, how about that? Well, this story is a WWE-related story, but this first name is going to take me a minute to say, because it's, it's long. Uh, Nobuyuki Sakakibara, I guess, claims that Pride that the Pride meeting with WWE was about them using Umaga, Batista, and Undertaker in Pride's proposed super heavyweight tournament in 2007. However, there is slightly less than a 0% chance of that actually happening. <laughs> would we'll have called that yeah wait like did did they honestly think Vince was like it would be like yeah sure uh, I'm gonna send some three of my top guys over there to uh, get their asses kicked in a real fight sure
0: well you did the brawl for all
2: <laughs> yeah uh, we, but that was all like mostly mid card guys though to be, I mean still sucked but
0: this Once is like, only Batista would go on to A. yeah
2: I know right well, The Undertaker said if he didn't go into wrestling, he'd be a boxer slash uh, MMA fighter. So. I don't know. Uh, and the last story here, this one is just to uh, uh, brings back memories. Wrestling Society X on MTV is set to. Oh, premiere God. On... Sorry. <laughs> uh, I can't even get it out, uh, but it's set to <laughs> premiere on Tuesday, January 30th at 1030 p.m. Eastern Time. Well, you know, because all the greatest programming debuts on Tuesdays at 10:30 on MTV.
0: Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't this whole uh, God, like you half the sarcasm? <laughs> wasn't
2: this only a half-hour show, or was it? A I believe hour? it was. Yes. Okay, Coincidentally,
0: yeah. I think, pretty sure, that one of the very first shows had Teddy Hart on it, which means he wasn't in jail at that time. Yeah. Right. Wasn't yeah, Waltman, was not Waltman, like Sean Waltman, one of their biggest stars, and I use that loosely. That's yeah, not, they called me six Pack. yeah. Like um, yeah. <laughs> wow. That's like one episode of that, I'm like, yeah, this is garbage.
1: Yeah.
2: Yep, it's uh it was crap. So anyway. Whole thing All right. sucked. It did. I, there, there I, I, hey, Vampiro threw a fireball in somebody's face, so there's that.
0: Vampiro! Vampiro
2: I think it was the first place we saw Judas Macias before he popped up in TNA.
0: First place you saw him, I had no clue who the hell he was. You had to educate me on it, so yeah. Yeah, that's right, yeah, because he popped up in TNA, and I was like, oh,
2: that's um, Ricky Banderas from Wrestling Society X, and you're like... Yeah, I would
0: have went with Judas sure. Macias, too. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Ricky Banderas. That sounds like someone's losing on Saturday Morning Superstars. <laughs>
2: Well, and now he's wrestling. He he apparently got the rights to his name from Lucha Underground. So now he's wrestling as uh, Mil Mortes all over the place, where he wears a mask. So
0: that's some Mil, mil Murder. Uh, is death. Uh, death.
2: death. is yeah, death. It means a thousand deaths.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I don't know. But anyway,
0: my uh, Mexican ancestors are proud. I got that one. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Right. You're like something about death. That's all I know. <laughs> I wasn't sure if was the M threw me off. Is that murder? No, I think Martha's is death. Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, and the mill is thousand, I guess. So that's why, I like, mill maskitis means, like, a thousand masks. So. But anyway, all right, that does it for the news and notes. You ready to get into the pay-per-view?
0: This one, actually,
2: I am. All right, well, we're going to take our next break. When we come back, it's Final Resolution time, right after this.
3: Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks pod on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks and at Main Event Collector.
5: This message is brought to you by Belly Up Sports. No, just kidding. This is not an NWO promo. This is just me, Kyle Sullivan, a.k.a. Shaggy Von Doom, the host of Here in Puckburg on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. I have a hockey podcast where we talk about hockey fandom, and the love of the game and where that leads you in this this game we call life why am i on main event marks telling you about this well what if i told you i had one half of the world's greatest tag team otherwise known as the main event marks the one and only greg superfly greg he was on and he was talking about his love of the game so you might want to come over and check that episode out and if you like what you hear you can check out the rest of our incredible episodes with our incredible hockey community From PHF, athletes, ESPN personalities, fathers of NHL players, and a whole lot more. Come by, follow the show, give a like, give a subscribe, and it'd be great to have you here in Puckburg. But enough about me. Let's get back to what you're really here for, the main event marks, because
4: they are the cream of the crop. Oh, yeah.
0: When it comes to service, Rush Truck Centers is committed to making you their top priority. Whether you're looking for same-day preventive maintenance, assistance from their dedicated service concierge team, or 24-7 access to your truck repair status, Rush Truck Centers offer customizable maintenance plans that fit your needs. What are you and your truck waiting for? Schedule an appointment with Rush Truck Center Service Department or ask them to dispatch a mobile service unit when and where you need it. Visit RushTruckCenters.com to find your nearest location. You can expect more from Rush Truck Centers.
3: The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube.
2: Find all of our links on our link tree at LinkTR.EE over slash main event
0: marks. And we are back. And yeah, we're back. Oh, real quick. You know, I've been, uh, I told you, I got bored when I was not feeling well, so I started binge-watching some old episodes of Superstars. I messaged mm-hmm. you that, uh, all those jobbers and stuff, which I still find funny. Yeah. Um, I realized that Mark, I think, I'm pretty sure Smart Mark, who I ripped this off from, got it from Vince McMahon saying, and we're back. Because I realized that's what he says after commercial. Wow, really? So when someone said I was ripping off someone else, I like, you might be right, but it was inadvertent. I thought it was giving an homage to smart Mark Sterling. I did not yeah. know he took it from his head, so. Yeah,
2: you're uh, you're you're paying homage to an homage. So there you go. Yeah, all right. But hey, it makes it even better. But this, ladies and gentlemen, is TNA Final Resolution 2007. The date January 14th, 07 from the Impact Wrestling Zone in Orlando, Florida. And the attendance was only 900 people, so they didn't even. Which is even a legit ha- sellout. <laughs> Actually, I, no, a legit sellout is 1100. So uh, they didn't even fill the soundstage for this one.
0: And, and we're being liberal with the word sellout, by the way, because they do not sell tickets to this, I believe.
2: Nope, Courtney, uh Eric uh, Bischoff, they just let people in. So if you got
0: park tickets, if you've you can been to Orlando or, or any Universal Studios, you know how the shows work. You just line up, and they fill up the seats. So yeah. I highly recommend the Waterworld show if you ever go to the one in L.A. Oh, it's amazing. Waterworld?
2: You mean like the movie with Kevin Costner? Mm-hmm. Wow.
0: The show is epic, dude.
2: I can't believe they actually made a show out of these, <laughs> out of that. It was
0: a. Uh... Well, they used the good part. <laughs> so
2: <laughs> nice. But, all right, the the pay-per-view buy rate for this, by the way, it had thirty-five thousand buys. Were you
0: one of them? I was.
2: There wasn't like and yeah, ripping off. I bought
0: it. It was not nefarious before anyone thinks that.
2: I didn't watch pay-per-views at this time and there wasn't a way like in, in 07, like ripping off pay-per-views wasn't like common either. So it's not like even if I wanted to, I could have. So
0: I did yeah, not I didn't even know what the hell that was until I heard Dana White going on a rant about it. And then I had to look it up and oh, we'll do this. Yeah, it's like, oh, how about that? But the opening package for this pay-per-view was
2: great. This was around the time when they finally started doing really well on those opening packages, I feel like.
0: What was the name of that guy with the voice? I think he recently passed away. He is just so epic.
2: Yeah, right. Um, they didn't use him for this promo, but yeah. Right, but I know just every time I think
0: of a TNA opening, I think of him. He's just. Man.
2: Yeah. Yeah, his voice was epic uh, opening up the shows. The, the thing I didn't yeah. like was if you go back, like, you and I have reviewed some shows from like 05 and early 06 and whatever. The opening packages for the shows, most of them kind of sucked, because it was just like they played a song. It was like a long music video, basically, and it's like, okay, you didn't really get anything out of it. But this one, they explained stuff. They they put in like Muhammad Ali and just like a bunch of cool stuff, and I liked it. Anyway, uh, speaking of more thing,
0: though, I think I think one thing I always like, and some people might disagree, we're talking about epic voices. Talk about Morgan uh, Freeman and James Earl Jones. This guy deserves to be in that conversation. Oh, yeah, he's great. And it's just a major coincidence, by the way, that they're all black, by the way. It has nothing to do with that. But he deserves to be in that conversation. His voice is epic. And it can really get you fired up for a pay-per-view. Oh, yeah.
2: well The way he, the way he could drop his voice and everything to that, that, that level and still keep up the excitement. Yeah, there's, right. I mean, that is a talent.
0: I always loved how he had, like, I think he had like a Muslim look. But I feel like that was part of his thing. You ever notice that yeah. he always had like a daishiki on? Maybe it wasn't yeah, was an average But, yeah, it just yeah, added it was, to it, I feel like. <laughs> almost yeah, like it's a... It's not what I, ex- almost, what I expected. Right, almost like a, a preacher or something giving a sermon. It just looked so cool. Yeah, he looked... Uh, yeah, because normally
2: when I think of like a guy in a sound booth, whatever, I think of some like button-down, like wearing a suit and tie or, you know, whatever. Well, the guy uh, yeah,
0: in the age too,
3: yeah.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but... The uh, first match of the night is AJ Styles versus Rhino, and they call this a last-man-standing match. We'll get into it. Uh, it went 14 minutes, 44 seconds. Uh, this may have been the first time AJ Styles ever wore tights instead of biker tr- shorts.
0: I'm almost certain it was.
2: Yeah, because in all the play-up footage they show for this, he's wearing the biker shorts. And then he comes out here in the tights, and it's like,
0: oh. Did he okay. get a groin injury by any chance? I feel like that's usually when guys switch to tights i don't know um
2: I, I i just noticed i think he said in the past he just wanted to switch it up but i could be wrong
0: because he said i want to say the... it was jericho that said when they wear trunks uh it's getting a little weird but he said like sometimes the cup won't stay in place <laughs> and stuff happens So we say when you yeah. have like longer tights on just like there's no wiggle room
2: yeah, that's why. Yeah. If you see the which elimination chamber was it? Where Triple H wore the like the well, half it was Summer
0: SummerSlam
2: Okay, yeah, and he wore the he half because he had a yeah right. So he wore those to kind of they were compression shorts to keep everything in place. But uh, I did say this is more of a Texas Death Match rather than a Last Man Standing match because you have to score a pinfall or submission before the ten co- uh, the ten count starts. So right,
0: I want to say this was TNA's uh, version of Last Man Standing, I think.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I was just like, this is not a Last Man Standing match. Why did Why did you call it a Last Man Standing match? But, you know, whatever. It was still good. I just, I was confused by... At first, I thought Rhino messed up, because I'm like, oh, he's going for a pinfall. And I was like, oh, no, you...
0: Yeah, Macho Man, Rollerball, uh, 93 style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right.
2: Uh, but the count only starts after you get a pinfall, like I said. In the end, Rhino hits two gores in a row, and he pins AJ... Then he goes to set up a table. AJ starts to stand up. mouths, screw you to Rhino, and then sits back down to lose. Uncle Dave gave it three stars, as did I. I didn't really like the ending. What say you?
0: I gave it two. Uh, it was mm. fun, but yeah, I thought it
2: was. I thought it was a really damn good match. I thought this feud because this went on for a while. I thought this. Feud yeah, they're about was to have too.
0: that. Uh, they're about to have that elevation next match in a couple of months.
2: Uh, yeah. I just felt this feud was awkward, and this was another awkward thing to it. Like, what? what? It's, it's like, I'll show you, I'm gonna lose on
0: purpose. Like, okay? <laughs> I'm sure there was a reason for that, but I, it's not registering right now.
2: It was, because they were like, oh, well, he's he's living to fight another day, because Rhino is gonna gore him again. Like, okay, if you had enough time to stand up and then sit back down, didn't you have enough time to, like, move out, the of the hell out of the ring? <laughs> yeah, like... It, He was so stupid, but this was Russo, so you know there's that. After match, right, bro, he's gonna sit back down and lose on purpose, bro. Uh, But after the match, Rhino grabs a mic and tells AJ that he may have lost, but he's still living. So Rhino's gonna take him out tonight. AJ looks worried as he hobbles away. According to, and I, I mean, it was a small spot in the match, so I didn't really pay attention there's a part in the match where AJ like goes for a springboard and Rhino kicks the top rope. And so he like falls on his stomach on the top rope, you know, uh, AJ said, quote, it felt like my stomach came out of my ass. So okay. apparently so apparently he really hurt himself during that spot, which is why he was hobbling so bad at the end. Uh, Anyway. Uh, We go to Mike Tanay and Don West for a little while, and then Rhino ends up dragging AJ Styles back onto the stage and hits a Rhino driver before propping up a table on the entrance tunnel. You know, like, if nobody's seen it, imagine what AEW does now, but they only had one. Uh, When charging in for the gore, however, AJ Styles moves, and like an idiot, Rhino runs through the table, and AJ walks away, (laughs) scot-free.
0: I got another one up on you. Sorry, yes. you said like an 88 and a Rhino. I was like, uh oh, takes him back to ECW, It was kind of redundant, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well he is from Michigan. Anyway. Yeah, uh, I love Rhino by the way, before anyone gets mad at me for that.
2: <laughs> I know. I met Rhino small one race. time. <laughs> I met Rhino one time. Super cool dude. Like not what I expected at all. He was like super, super nice. And I'm like, okay, I mean I didn't expect him to be a dick, but at the same time I was like, huh, I just I don't know what I expected, but this is not it. Anyway, uh, backstage, Letitia Klein, who I forgot was a thing, uh, and boy, was she a thing. But she's standing
3: man, by man, with Jerry. She Jim.
2: was all the way live. How roll tied was she, man? <laughs> but but she's standing by with Jerry Lynn. Lynn tries to convince us that he's not old. He's forty-three. It's not like he's you know. And he just had a hit
0: record like, at this time too.
2: Oh my gosh. <laughs> It took me a second. I was like, oh, my. uh but,
0: That's not like yeah, fault, folks. He called that out. <laughs> yeah, right.
2: People don't know what we're talking about. He look, he kind of looks like Chad Kruger from uh, Nickelback.
0: It's Kruger, not Kruger.
2: I thought it was Kruger. Is it's it Kruger? Kruger, Kruger. Yeah. Oh, okay, well, whatever. One of them damn things.
0: <laughs> Kruger? Hey,
2: either he's related uh, to Freddy or he owns a chain of uh, uh, grocery stores out here in I Ohio. I would
0: definitely take chain of stores.
2: Yeah. Right. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So just just to put this in perspective, uh, Jerry Lynn here, he's he's going on about how oh, everybody says he's old and whatever. And he's he's 43. OK. Uh, AJ Styles is 45, I think, right now.
0: Uh, know, right. He's 40, 44. My bad. He's 44. Christopher Daniels, 88 years old. He still looks like that, by the way. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. It's that Dr. Evil medicine he's on. Uh, but yeah, so if, AJ Styles is a one year older than him. Nobody's calling AJ old right now. So I don't know. But they keep pounding it at home. It's not like, you know, Jerry Lynn's getting ready to sit in his lazy boy, eat tapioca and watch reruns of Matlock. OK, no,
0: there's any wrong there.
2: Oh, no, of course not. He says that he's going to teach both Chris Saban and Christopher Daniels lessons tonight, and uh, he's going to be the teacher and they're going to be the students and eh, whatever. I He's never been great on the mic. I'll just say that. But up next, we've got Christopher Daniels. That's he's why he had Cyrus
0: for a while in ECW.
2: Oh, yeah. I forgot about that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a great wrestler. Not a
2: good talker. I mean, Christopher he's,
0: Daniels. Uh, Now in uh, AEW, I'm... We ever hear him talk, so that's a good thing, <laughs> exactly.
2: Yeah, he can just stand in the back and uh do his agenting and all that.
0: Oh, actually, you know what? I beg to differ. He did talk really well when he said, My name is Jerry. <laughs> that yeah, was I, I, was that was money, <laughs>
2: yeah, right. He uh he barfed his name out, yeah, right. But this is a triple threat match. It is Christopher Daniels defending the X Division title against Chris Sabin and Jerry Lynn. Uh, this one went 11 minutes 42 seconds. The always goofy as hell Slick Johnson is a referee for this one. Real name Slick Johnson.
0: In the end. Uh, <laughs> Not a coincidence, by the way. Sorry.
2: <laughs> bro, his name is going to be Slick Johnson. He's bald, bro. In the end, Jerry Lynn hit the cradle pile driver on Daniels and then Saban rolled Lynn up with a schoolboy for the win. So the champion didn't even lose. Uncle Dave gave it three and a quarter stars. I gave it three and a half. Let's you.
0: I actually gave it four. I love this match.
2: Yeah, it was really damn good. Jerry Lynn could uh, still hang in there. Yeah, and, he hobbled and his and old ass great.
0: around, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, also, Daniel's... Chris Abin, though, it's just like, man, he's oh, so yeah. good. Like, he still he's still wrestling to this day. And as of this recording, he's getting ready to fight for the Ring of Honor title, which would be pretty cool. Um, but he's still oh, going. Yeah. He's still good. man.
2: He needs to get rid of that damn haircut. But, yeah, he's, he's damn good. I Why feel like that? to
0: be fair, you can say that about any Arrow Chris Saban you Remember that horrible bowl, that uh, like long bowl cut hair he had early.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, the I thought I thought the long red hair was okay, and then like the spiky blonde Super Saiyan hair was okay, but the the long hair he's like, or long hair, the 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 hair he's went with the longest is the hairdo he has now, and he looks like his mom took him to great clips.
0: Like it, it's horrible. He, uh, didn't he have, uh, was he with Bill with Scott at one point? I don't think it matters. Yeah. I don't think it matters, dude. It's fine. Yeah, I know.
2: This whole, Apparently this whole conversation falls. needs
0: to stop now because boom, lawyered. <laughs> yeah,
2: I know. I'm sure, you know, it, I've seen stuff online, women fall all over him, but still it's like, dang, really? Like, how can I take you seriously with that haircut, Greg? <laughs> anyway, backstage, Jeremy Borash is standing by with Kevin Nash in full. I'm a 45 year old dad. Look. Appearing more like he's about to grill up a mean burger by the pool rather than he was a former world champion. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean seriously, look at him. The the hair, he's basically got the, the um the Oz hair. He's got the the striped polo, he's in jeans. I'm surprised he wasn't wearing flip flops. Like ugh. But Nash says he's got a special judge for tonight, and Bob Backlund walks up.
3: <sighs>
2: oh, <man>. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Anytime I see Bob Backlund, I just am like, "Uh, why are you here?" But because Nash
0: beat him eight seconds for the WWE title. We got to remember that.
2: Yeah, he's got to give him a payday. He, he, yeah, when he when he did the job for him back in MSG, he's like, "Listen, in about twelve years from now, you you're gonna owe me a favor. When I come to collect, just do it. All right?
0: <laughs> Don't worry, it's nothing bad, something weird. It's just uh." It's well, stupid.
2: I don't know I don't know about weird. I mean it's definitely weird, but yeah. It's nothing sexual and it's nothing uh it's it's nothing that's gonna get you thrown in jail. Okay, it's just it's just you know, keep keep your uh keep your voicemail open.
0: I'm almost sure though, a part a part of this deal was Nash had to name every US president and vice president in order. Probably that's the thing it, with Bob uh, Backlund.
2: Yeah, in reverse order. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, He wasn't doing the Stairmaster, though. Uh, Nash starts talking to Bob about them going up and down the road together, and every story he can think of, Bob was like, nope, wasn't there. And Nash says, huh, must have been Scott Hall.
0: (laughs) Nash asks Backlund. I was was about to confuse those two, so, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, clearly, yeah. You know, one's a former world champion, and uh, the other's Scott Hall.
0: Pretty sure Mike Backlund is, like, clean as a whistle, too,
2: so there's that. Uh, according according to some he is a he, he can put that alcohol away apparently he has a huge alcohol tolerance well i mean so, like
0: not like I, what i mean was like drugs like that yeah i just mean like yeah he's not like messed up so
2: oh yeah no he doesn't have any like other than alcohol he doesn't have any chemicals in in him that i know of uh why that would just take away from the gimmick and he's crazy enough without him
0: if you if yeah. you told me that man was on drugs and i've seen some of these skits by the way i would have no problem believing you I'd be like, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> Tell me something Nash, I don't dude.
2: <laughs> Nash asks Backlund, uh, it, it asks if Backlund is up for the challenge, and Backlund asks if Nash puts Austin Starr and Alex Shelley through the proper torture of squats and sit-ups and whatever else. Nash says, well, we played Limbo and drank until we puked, so, I mean, that's kind of dangerous.
0: <laughs> dude, yeah. Oh, Just my God. Let's play the back real, real quick. Man, these skits were some of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life.
2: So effing stupid, but hilarious at the same time. I'm like
0: the damn, the one man. that I still like quote to this day because it's just it just stuck with me was when they were doing the limbo, they didn't hold hands and then you see that said sophomore high school going steady style. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh
2: man,
0: I forgot about that. Yeah, sophomore high school going steady style. <laughs>
5: I, I like think that it was
0: Lethal and Fante Dutt, wasn't it? Or was it yeah. Alex? It was Lethal it and, and Shelly.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
5: Lethal
0: yeah. and Shelly. Uh,
2: I, I did like, Shelly said something about it. I was like, uh, Yeah, I bet this would be a real inspirational story if a guy with gonorrhea won it, huh? <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> like, what the hell? Checking, uh, checking so... the shoes. Yep, right there. Bob Backman approved. <laughs> <They're authorized> Bob-
2: <laughs> How much fun do you think these guys had? Just like, they're like, we don't have to get beat
0: up. We're having yeah, right. stupid, goofy time. We're getting paid. Why not? I feel like all of them probably legitimately love hanging hang out with Nash, too. So. <laughs> yeah, right. That would have been the selling point for me alone. Hell yeah. Get to party with Kevin Nash? You're damn right. Uh, but
2: Backlund says that they may be in for a rough night. After Nash leaves, Borash tries to wrap it up, but Eric Young runs up to him, and he says that J.B. promised to take him shopping. Which is freaking weird. Uh, J.B. says that he can't do that right now. He's working. And EY looks at Backlund and he says, Mr. President, it's an honor. I voted for you in 95. <laughs> Backlund says, the election was in 2000, son. And EY yeah. does the, like, <laughs> EY does the ICU motion and then he runs away. <laughs>
0: he, literally, he literally entered the World Rumble when Jairus putting over his campaign. Remember when he got eliminated? Yeah. He walks through the crowd. Because we I think now in the archives, by the way, he, he says, uh, hey, he's looking for uh, New York register... Connecticut registered voters. <laughs> yeah,
2: that was that was <laughs> sad and stupid. And uh, I love, and I, you know, you got to give Ey a break. He's Canadian. Sure. So yeah, that's a little nuts too. So. Oh well, yeah, but it's okay. he's Canadian. Oh well, yeah, even more nuts.
0: Now he's got good, a yeah, alienator, Canadian listener. <laughs> Uh, after
2: after kevin ash comes out to sit on commentary for this one they bring out the judges simoleon joe which is an old white guy in a red <sighs> power ranger mask
0: god you know what real stop real quick i still want to kill you for sending me that picture the other day he's they're getting to it though um, and it's uh
2: the second judge was the big fat oily guy who somehow manages to be even fatter hairier and uglier than big dick johnson uh real names,
0: back, by the way none of this is made up folks
2: yeah, the big, fat, oily guy came about from the VKM skits, the Voodoo Kin Mafia stuff, because they were mocking how WWE kept bringing out Big Dick Johnson during all the DX stuff. So they bring out an even fatter guy. That's a, he almost looked like um, Ed Ferrara, but but much fatter. Like if, if any of you can remember what he looked like, <laughs> Oklahoma. <sighs> anyway, uh, and the, obviously, the third judge is Bob Backlund. But now we get the paparazzi championship series finals Went about 10 minutes, 18 seconds. It is Alex Shelley versus the Austin star.
0: If anybody uh, doesn't know. I'm sorry, know, real quick. Did you catch, by the way, that Mike today said, no, you've heard of the, the BCS. Well, this is the PCS.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Don West at the end of this, Don West was like, man, this, uh, the, you know, you think the BCS is bad. This one makes them look like geniuses. <laughs>
0: be it's another that's another line that stuck with me huh you've heard of the bcs I'm like, yeah because this is the same thing yeah right you know, screw all that this is what nick saban's been aspiring for his whole life to win this of course <laughs>
2: i will say um the bcs was bs so i'm glad that's been uh rectified in, right in the recent years but anyway uh if anybody doesn't know austin star is austin aries so. the austin star yes in the end austin, Air, oh, or austin no, you, star
0: you need to say that with conviction you of all people
2: i only say it for one thing and one thing only all right well you're messing it up but whatever yeah in the end austin star locks alex shelley in a camel clutch but the time limit expires jeremy borash collects the scorecards and reads them Mully and joe gave the match to star big fat oily guy gives the match to shelley Bill Name. Oh, Sorry. Cacklin <laughs> <laughs> then gets in the re- gets in the ring and reads off scores of various categories and then finally he gives it a draw. So it's one and a half to one and a half.
3: So also, did Tackle you
0: happen on- to notice he, he got his uh his uh verbiage in there? He loves to say the plebeians. Yeah. And he got that in there.
2: Yeah, the crowd <laughs> cheered him until he called them plebeians and then they turned on him. <laughs> Uh, but Nash walks over to tell JB to announce that they're going to overtime. Both men go from pinfall to pinfall. Finally, Shelley gets a pin on star for the win. Uncle Dave gave this two stars. I gave it two and a half. I was thoroughly entertained, but it was still average. What say you?
0: I gave it three. I really like this. Yeah. And also watching this back, not that I ever uh, I'm OK. Maybe I forgot, but I guess I forgot just how good Alex Shelly is. Oh, yeah, I
2: I loved Alex Shelley especially during this time he was like I didn't care about him when he was the baby bear because who the hell could have but
0: oh, to be fair right just, time, uh,
2: somewhat of a chopper yeah well during this was great and then when he got hooked up with Chris Saban that was even better so good stuff but since she Sanjay Dutt and Jay Lethal now come down to celebrate with Shelley Nash tries to shake Austin Starr's hand and Star slaps it away shouting at Nash before Big Kev shoves him down Austin grabs a microphone and says that he didn't come here to TNA to goof around and help resurrect Kevin Nash's career. He tells Senshi that he's the only one in the ring that he actually respects and he tells Senshi to come with him. Senshi doesn't go.
0: How, do, so how sen- does he say it, by the way? <laughs> yeah. He's, I like uh, he, he tells me, like, like come on. I over that, by the way, because here's the essence of this whole thing.
2: <laughs> yeah, like he, he's like, all right, come on, let's go, Senshi. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I got to speak in warrior. And he, he's like, come on, Senshi, let's go. <laughs> Like oh my gosh, <laughs> so stupid but funny. I loved it. <laughs> but uh, he won't go with him, so Star slaps him, and they get into a brawl. Star then shoves and Joe, the big fat oily guy. Joe name? God. <laughs> <laughs> and he pie- <laughs> That's on his driver's license, man. You gotta say it. <laughs> uh, and then he pie faces Bob Backlund before Backlund jumps him, locking in the crossface chicken wing, and you know a good payoff, man. That's what we all paid to see.
0: Did you catch? by the way, that Mike may eat harder for the chicken wing than anybody in history.
2: <laughs> yeah, he hit the damn roof, like, uh, for God's sake. He he freaked out like when, like how Don West freaked out over AJ Styles hitting the Pele. Yep. Which is, if nobody's heard Don West call the Pele, man, you're missing out, man. You gotta go check it out.
0: I'm not, uh, I, love, I love the move, don't get me wrong. It's not like I can sit here and do it. But like I hate saying this because I love 80 Styles, but what's so spectacular about that move where you get that amped about it? Well you, know do you what mean? remember
2: when he hit a springboard pele on Abyss and beat him that way? I do. Like yeah. Don Don West must have just like lost his damn mind. <laughs> He's like, Oh my god, he beat him with it!
4: Ah! There was a there was a ghost. Uh, this, this ectoplasm! Did you see the ghost? It ran through here it, it slimed me! Well,
0: anyway, the visual (laughs) you just painted there. (laughs) Oh, man.
2: Anyway, moving on. Play up package for the next match showcases James Storm's heel turn where he smashed a beer bottle into Chris Harris's right eye, nearly blinding him. Uh, That was the one thing like they kept that damn uh, eye patch on Chris Harris for a while.
0: I completely forgot about that.
2: Yeah. And it's like, okay, I guess it's realistic, whatever. But it's just like. I feel bad for the guy having to wrestle with a damn eye patch on all the time. I think he's come out since then and said, Yeah, it wow. fucking sucked. I
0: didn't even think about that aspect.
2: Yeah, right. Your depth of perception's all apped yeah. up.
0: Like I honestly to this day, wow, I kinda of, my no pun intended my eyes were just opened. I never yeah, thought right. about the how they has to be wrestling with an eye patch. Like Rey Mysterio doing the whole thing where Seth took his eye in his mask. Never done him.
2: The only thing with that one I'll give I it's a little easier for Ray's because I think he did the black mesh where you, you yeah, can't see. Yeah, I think about that, too. You're probably
0: right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Because I, I actually had a Michael Myers mask that was like that. that over the over-the-eye sockets was like black mesh where I could see out, but nobody could see my eyes. But the next match was Cowboy James Storm with Gail Kim in his corner taking on Petey Williams. It went 6 minutes, 41 seconds. I'll look, I'm just going to start off by saying I don't know why this had to be on pay-per-view. This should have been on impact. Uh, in the end, James Storm rolls PD up after reversing the Canadian Destroyer, and he grabs some ropes to pin PD for the win. Uncle Dave gives it two and a quarter stars. I give it two. It was... Meh. What say you?
0: I give it two. Again, meh. Should have been on impact, right? I just like this whole I'm thing. sure it was, to be fair.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. They just played the replay. <laughs> yeah. Well, after the match... And the whole thing about this is like Gail Kim's trying to decide, do I want to be with Chris Harris? Do I want to be with James Storm? Cause you know, she was with AMW and she has to make a decision and she's not liking how James Storm is being a jerk. So after the match, Gail Kim backs up PD er, PD Williams in telling the referee that James cheated, but Storm jumps PD beating him down. He then backs Gail into the corner and snatches handcuffs that she had on her before handcuffing PD to the corner. James then grabs a beer bottle, but Gail stops him from hitting Petey. James then grabs her and sla- and uh, she slaps him, so he chokes her to her knees. Gail then low blows James and beats on him. Gail threatens to hit James Storm with his own beer bottle before Jackie Moore, a.k.a. Jacqueline, runs to the ring and jumps on Gail. James Storm and Jackie Moore then hit the death sentence on Gail before leaving. Uh, TNA had a lot of man-on-woman violence back in the day.
0: I thought Spike TV had an outlaw against that.
2: Uh, it wasn't until Robert Rude. remember that. Because um, he was doing the whole thing with um, right. Tracy Brooks. Yeah, This was... Blah, now, woman
0: violence know. and no naked Ric
2: Flair. <laughs> yeah, right. Tell him to quit bleeding and get naked. But well, you think that was bad, man. Wait until this next segment. Here we go. We get a video package to remind us that BG and Kip James... <laughs> The Voodoo Kin Mafia, <laughs> which, you know, Voodoo Kin Mafia is VKM for Vincent Kennedy McMahon. You know, isn't that original, Greg?
0: Yeah, very. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about that before. I uh, I always wonder why they were the Voodoo Kin anything, because, like, what's so voodoo about these two? And then they did interviews Roxy and it made some sense, but still, no.
2: Yeah. It's this whole thing. Sucked. Just all of it. It didn't make any sense. It was
0: clearly. Voodoo a kin, game. by the way, doesn't that mean like their fathers were voodoo people? Uh, I don't know. And they're yeah. so.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know. This is weird. But anyway, uh, they uh they had showed up outside of WWE headquarters and yelled things at them. Ooh. Uh, they showed up outside of a raw. They made and hung some noise, out. dude. Yeah. I okay. I will say, I laughed when. Uh, they couldn't even get a bullhorn, by the way. They were yelling into, like, a traffic cone. <laughs> yeah. BG, I did laugh when BG James was like, come out with your pants up. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, leave the fat, naked, oily guy in the building.
0: <laughs> they were one at Yeah, right.
2: Uh, but they showed up outside of a Raw and hung out with some fans. Yay. And then they cosplayed original. as complete.
0: It's just so yeah, original. Right.
2: Oh, well, Yeah. And then they cosplayed as Triple H and Shawn Michaels on an episode of Impact. Ugh. BG then challenged DX to show up in TNA and face them for one million dollars for charity. Yeah, because that was going to happen. Like, how would that have benefited WWE in any way? Like, I don't know. Yeah, they made it. Cause, I mean, publicity for Impact, that's. You know. well, yeah, for Impact. But the, But what did WWE get out of it? Especially when they were gonna have this gigantic. Well, they got the 12
0: people that watch Impact on the regular. No one about.
2: Yeah. Them. <laughs> right. Oh man, it oh, couldn't have done without them? That's like, I don't know. And, and don't get me wrong, I love TNA. All right, but like, let's be realistic about it. Yeah. Oh good lord. But this is like. Uh, don't like like, you let you agree. <laughs> this is like somebody saying, "It's like, hey, all right, uh, let let me go number two in your bathroom," and you're like, "No," and they're like. Pfft. Whatever, your loss.
0: <laughs> like, um, what do I get out of this deal? Day, the, day, uh, of, of, like, the day I let that happen, it's like, you know, that's I'm a made man.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. <sighs> anyway, VKM now comes out, and BG says that they're declaring victory over the WWE and Vince McMahon. Yeah, because if they completely ignore you, you win. That's how it works, Greg. I'm going to also go on a limb and say they didn't even know any of this was going on <laughs> yeah right well i at this time they might have but i had that uh i had that story before remember i i told you about uh they they actually when they reformed dx vince mcmahon said he wanted to bring these guys in to join them and then they found out they'd been trashing them all summer and they were like yeah never mind
0: <laughs> So there you go but it was dixie she made us do it take
2: me back yeah, right. And they did years later. While well, trashing the WWE, BG takes time to tell Paul Levesque, quote, nobody likes to see one of our boys go down. Heal your wheel, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like, I hate you, but I hope you get well soon.
0: <laughs> like, Well, to be fair, I say the same thing whenever a guy like Patrick Mahomes gets hurt. I mean, I don't like him because he kicks the crap out of us, but I don't want to see him hurt. So, you know, it makes sense. Yeah, but they made this so a, a certain like,
2: line. Like, personal. I, I don't know. I, I get it. It's just, it made it seem like it was personal. But BG then makes a reference to when Kevin Federline, who he calls Mr. Spears, uh, beat John Cena on national TV. Good and when the, God. <laughs> yeah. And when the Donald Trump and Rosie O'Donnell impersonators, quote unquote, wrestled on Raw, oh, which, by the way, drew a big TNA chant from the crowd. Do you remember that? And they had the fudgy whale cake at ringside. Like, obviously, it kicked off the Battle of the Billionaires feud later on. But it was so stupid. Uh, BG then craps on WWE some more. And then Christy Hemme runs out to the ring with a mic. This when it starts getting really good, Greg. Uh, Christy gets all choked up George asking.
0: Being very loose, folks.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Christy gets all choked up and says, what about Joni Lauer? Is it just because she's a woman in a man's business? My God. Uh, she then goes on to rant about how the women in TNA, quote, aren't disposable. She does a horrible acting job and says that she may lose her job over this, but it's worth it. In what way? She doesn't explain in what way it's worth it.
0: Uh, oh, isn't she, she about to form the Rock and Rave Connection? Uh, Kick off to it. Rocky or
2: join them? Infection.
0: Greg. That's right, yes. In- yeah uh all right look uh play? we're gonna have to leave that alone it didn't age well <laughs> yeah uh, yeah sucks but
2: yeah i know uh but anyway
0: i guess you still say she, when you're making fun of uh vance, Ar- vance archer who wants yeah, to get he's ready to get infected tonight
2: <laughs> uh, that was a great catchphrase man oh but, yeah uh, i watched a thousand great movies <laughs> Uh, BG says that there is plenty of room for everybody, and he tries to be nice, but Kip grabs a mic, and he says, listen here, s***. (laughs) Good Lord. And then he says that Christy needs to go back to the strip club she got fired from, and then he says, quote, girls are good for only two things. Good Lord. And then BG grabs a mic from him, and Christy says that women are only good for two things, their bodies and putting men back in line. Then she slips, uh, slips, slaps Kip across the face, and BG holds Kip down while Christy leaves. This segment was so cringeworthy, and it sucked.
0: I feel like this was the end of the whole them, we'll call it a feud, with GX. It just ended yeah. after this. Yeah.
2: I just, of all people, Christy Hemme is going to come out, what about Joni Lauer? Like, shut up. Just shut up. Bad. She would
0: debut in Impact um, a couple years later, I think.
2: Yeah, until they found out she was doing porn when she told them she wasn't doing porn, and they fired her. That, according to Bruce Prichard, by the way, they said they, they were like, okay, you're not doing porn, right? Oh, no, 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 I'm not doing... Okay. And then she's... Then well, she anymore. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, well, define doing.
0: Like, am I making it as I'm doing this? No
2: did i do a video like a week ago sure am i doing one next week perhaps anyway backstage wasn't that,
0: Jeremy, her wasn't that like stolen with with waltman didn't someone steal that tape
2: uh i think they profited off of it like both of them did so i don't think no. it was stolen yeah that was her like breaking into the business quote-unquote I, I don't know a better way to word
0: that oh, it's then just, again you're being loose with words again okay cool
2: Wow. And uh, you said that. So anyway, uh, backstage, Jeremy Borash is standing by with Team 3D. Brother Ray says that them versus LAX is old school versus new school. And while they're not used to having uh, Brother Runt at ringside, LAX has never not had Conan with them. Brother Ray says that they want to be the NWA tag team champions, and they will be tonight. After they walk away, Sting walks up and asks JB if he's seen Abyss. When Borash says no, Sting walks away. Now there's this. It's LAX, the Latin American Exchange, Homicide, and Hernandez defending the NWA World Tag Team titles against Team 3D, Brother Ray, and Brother Devon. This one went just over ten and a half minutes.
0: Why did you call him Brother Devon?
2: <laughs> I had to – I put the emphasis on a, the wrong syllable.
0: Uh, you turn him into a Frenchman, Devon.
2: Devon. Oh. Yeah, well, it's like, uh, it's like when Steve Urkel steps into the, that one machine. He comes out as Stefan.
0: okay all right
2: yeah so anyway he's not you know he's he's bald and buff now and he's wearing like normal people clothes he's not in the tie-dye and the and the uh suspenders anymore so i guess it works i don't know anyway uh brother ray nearly makes me barf when homicide spits his gum at him ray picks it up chews it and then spits it back at homicide
0: that's two new yorkers man they're hardcore bro Bro, with swap and spit bro. but
2: not but not in a gay way i mean it's fine if it is but but it's not gay
0: oh my god
2: <laughs> but brother ray gets busted open between his eyes just when it looks like team 3d are about to win brother runt comes out in a backward santa suit that he wore ah, weeks ago on impact because we needed this oh yeah he's uh drinking out of a liquor bottle and then he gets up on the top rope and dives off onto Homicide, drawing the DQ. Uncle Dave gave it three-quarters of a star. I gave it two and a half. I thought the match was at least average between these guys before the end. What's say you?
0: Wow. It's you been a while it? since we reviewed a pay-per-view, and I said this this late into the review, but worst match of the card right here. One star. Wow. It's yeah. been a while. Like, think about it. We usually kick it off, like, one of the first three matches is the worst match of the card. Nope. They would they go waited, on to have much not.
2: better matches. So, but this man, freaking, why was Runt there? Why, like, what, what, what the hell was going on with him? Because he just got released from WWE and they capitalized off of that. I don't know. Yeah, well, no, I mean, like, why was he here in this match? Why was he acting drunk? I just, what the hell?
0: I don't know. I feel like there was a reason for that. I think that he was like falling off a wagon. And they were trying to get him to not something. I forget.
3: Yeah,
0: <laughs> stupid, but yeah, that was needed. Decent.
2: Well, after the match, Brother Ray grabs Runt and whips him outside of the ring, and that's the end. Backstage, Jeremy Borash is standing by with <laughs> Jeremy Borash is standing by with Samoa Joe. Joe says that he and Kurt Angle to be confused
0: his... with Somole and Joe.
2: Oh yeah, oh, I mean it's easy to get them mixed up, Greg. They look uh-huh. very similar. Uh, Joe says that when he and Kurt Angle started their feud, it was about who was the best in the world. But now it's personal. He says that for 30 minutes, he will hurt Kurt Angle because Kurt is in the way of him winning the NWA world title. So now we got it. just sounded so
0: weird, by the way, hearing him say the NWA world title.
2: Yeah, I know. Like, it, it's a
0: mashup of multiple things here. <laughs> um, Bring a water like, guy, WB guy, the NWA title in TNA. Did I get all that? Yeah, something like that <laughs>
2: <Cool>. <laughs> this one's Samoa Joe versus Kurt Angle in a 30 minute Iron Man match where the winner becomes the number one contender over the NWA title because you know we already had one match with multiple pinfalls in it earlier in the card why not make it two but this one with
0: 30 compare minutes compare these two matches though
2: I know but still uh I liked Kurt Angle's TNA themes but why did he go with an instrumental of lunatic fringe
0: because John Cena's cousin hadn't been able to record it yet. I don't know. Yeah, but it's just like that
2: intro, you hear it, and you're like, huh. It's like, oh, it's lunatic fringe. Like,
0: yeah, uh, but you know why? You don't know why? No. I forget the name of that wrestling movie, but this was the theme of that wrestling movie. So it has ties to actual wrestling. That's why Angle used it. Wrestling I forget the name of it, though. Oh, and I know, uh, because, you know how I know, because Mike Goldberg said it on one of Randy Couture's entrances. He used the same song, except, you know, the actual huh. song. So it's a wrestling yeah. thing. And Randy Couture was a Greco wrestler, and Kurt Angle, obviously, is the greatest wrestler who ever lived. So there's a reason. I just don't know the specific one off the top of my head. But it's a it's a song of a movie. Vision Quest? I Maybe? Is that a wrestling movie? I don't movie? know. Uh,
2: uh, that's the first thing. It comes up on Google when I type it in, so... Uh, yeah, it was in the movie Vision Quest. Okay, yeah, it's a, it's a yeah, it's a wrestling movie.
0: Yeah, okay, that's why that's how it all ties together. Okay, I learned, again. I learned that from Mike Goldberg, who I'm glad the UFC got rid of and replaced with John Anik, because that was brilliant.
2: Oh, anyway, that's a different oh,
0: yeah. rant for a different time. <laughs> and you and
2: I disagree. I like John Anik, not as much as Mike Goldberg, but I like John Anik. I don't know, something about I, I got a decent voice, but.
0: He knows stuff. I'll well, give him that. He doesn't phone it in. He knows know. things. I just I don't, I don't feel it like I do when Goldberg's calling it. You know, oh, well, it's yeah, like well, uh, yeah. I don't know what a good comparison is, but like when Jim Ross is calling a wrestling match, you feel it. Like you know, old Jim Ross, not this current one, who by the way is cancer free as <laughs> it's sporting, which I'm happy about. Um, awesome. It's like you know, back in the day, he made you feel it. Well, yeah. I guess I guess I can use Michael Cole. It's like, yeah, you really don't feel it with him. Right, Actually, yeah, gotten a lot better since being with Pat McAfee. But anyways, I digress. I
2: think he's I think he's having fun now. Yeah. But I like uh, just before the 17 minute mark, Samoa Joe goes up one to nothing when Kurt taps to the coquina Clutch. At the 14 minute mark, Angle ties it up uh, one to one when Joe taps to the ankle lock. Just before the 11 minute mark, by the way, I'm counting backwards with a timer. If anybody hasn't picked up on that. Uh, just before the 11-minute mark, Angle goes up two to one when Joe taps to the ankle lock. Uh, Joe ties it up with a pinfall off the Muscle Buster. Angle now goes up three to two uh, with a rolling pin. Joe tries everything he can and he even locks in an ankle lock, but Angle is saved by the bell, winning the match. Uncle Dave gave it three and a half stars. I gave it four. What say you?
0: Gave it four. Best matchly card. Oh, yeah. Without this without a fantastic
2: question. match. Without question. that
0: That's right, This is Greg. the one, I think now in the archives, uh, I thought was better than their Genesis match.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely was. And is it this year where they go on to have the, the lockdown match?
0: No, I think that's eight.
2: Oh, okay. My yeah, where Kurt Angle, dress, Kurt Angle dresses like an MMA fighter?
0: Yeah.
2: Okay. Eight yeah, or not. Yeah, they had some. They always had really good matches against each other. So, uh, but this was damn good. But yeah, so uh, that was that. We we're moving on to our main event here. But before we do, uh, we're gonna take our second to last break. When we come back, we're gonna get into the pre match interviews and the
3: main event. Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event marks pod on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks and at Main Event Collector.
5: Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan McCarthy, and I'm the host of the No Credentials Required podcast. Start your work week with the Monday drop in where I talk about the sports beat in the Capital District, also known as the Mighty 518, as well as Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view. I also give a life lesson from a weekly sports story. So you might learn something from that. I also have a midweek podcast where I interview different sports personalities and talk about a wide array of topics. Take a listen and subscribe on your preferred podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Also check out our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram, BellyUpNCR, and facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. We're a part of the BellyUp Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. No credentials required where you don't need a press pass to talk
4: sports.
2: Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktree tr forward slash main event marks.
5: And we're back. And we're back.
2: It is almost main event time. Jeremy Borash is backstage with Sting while a strobe light's going. They always like to have weird like lighting effects for interviews and TNA. It was kind of different, so I didn't mind. JB says that Sting can't trust Abyss anymore, and Sting says that tonight he will separate the devil puppeteer from Abyss's strings. Abyss and James Mitchell now walk up, and Mitchell says that uh, Sting, Abyss, and him aren't all that different. And he says that since Sting is familiar with the end times, tonight will be his end times. Sting grabs Mitchell and says, Tonight Mitchell dances with a devil in hell because there isn't enough room up here for him anymore. After Sting walks away, Mitchell tells Abyss, quote, you better end it tonight. When Christian Cage comes out for the match first with Tomko, Co, Jim Cornette tells Tomko Co that he has to go in a, I said a shark cage, but it's, I don't know, it's a cage, <laughs> a, a human-sized cage at ringside that's painted red. Ah, uh, But now we go to the main event. It is Abyss with James Mitchell in his corner defending the NWA World's Heavyweight title in a three-way match against Christian Cage with Tomko and sting this one went 13 minutes six seconds at one point sting gets too close to the cage and tomco chokes him through it this distracts the ref and christian cage doesn't get pinned off of a black hole slam later christian kicks abyss in the nards sting hits the scorpion death drop on him and eliminates the champion first sting puts out a hand to shake but abyss goozles him and Abyss ignores Mitchell's demands and chokeslams uh, to choke slam Sting, letting him go. Later, Sting locks a sc- scorpion death lock in on Christian, and James Mitchell knocks out the cage key holder, and then he unlocks Tomko. Mitchell distracts the ref so that Tomco can take out Sting, but that doesn't end it. Later, Sting takes Tomco out, and then Abyss runs out to beat up Tomco and locks him back in the cage. Christian misses a belt shot. Sting hits the prettier on him, but Cage kicks out. Finally, the ref gets bumped. Mitchell hits Sting. Sting knocks him down, and Abyss watches Sting walk in the Scorpion Death Lock on Mitchell. And then Christian says something to Abyss, and Abyss wraps his chain around his fist and punches Sting in the back of the head with it. Christian then hits a frog splash on Sting to win the NWA title. Uncle Dave gave it three and a quarter stars. I gave it three and a half, even with all that BS going on. What say you?
0: I was tempted to give it two, but uh, no, I ah. feel like at the end it was really good. But so three. When do you think
2: of the uh, one month reign of Abyss?
0: I think it was two months actually. Two, two and months. My I bet. thought it was yeah. too
2: short. Yeah. I feel well, like I the title it.
0: just he would never be a champion again.
2: <laughs> no, no, he wouldn't. Uh, and if, if he was
0: the... ever the uh, Legends Champ or whatever the hell it is, I don't count that. So.
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, yeah, I'm I'm thinking World Title. Uh, I think he was a Tag Champ with uh, in
0: Decay. Yeah, I think he was. I think well, I think TK was champs and he was allowed to defend it from right, like the Freebird rule. But whatever, it counts. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Well, I don't know. I thought he was like I liked the
2: act of Abyss and James Mitchell together. I honestly didn't see this one coming. So that was something. It made the most sense. Yeah. And Christian Christian wins a title here, so you know, he's gonna defend it against Kurt Angle at the next show. Uh and like without looking at it off the top of my head, I was like, oh man, is Christian gonna lose it in a month? But, you know, not gonna spoil anything if he did or not just yet.
0: I'm but, uh, Rick, actually shocked he hasn't been uh AEW champion.
2: <laughs> oh, Christian? Yeah. 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 Well, we got a lot of great stuff still to come in uh 2007 here. Uh just to wrap this up, uh James Mitchell smiles as a uh Biss looks all conflicted. He still doesn't know what's going on while the show comes to a close. Wasn't this like Christian was keeping his secret and I like
0: don't... wasn't I think that was it, wasn't it? Uh, was it this? I'm pretty. I
3: know sure know it's that about
4: was
0: it, to like, come out. I know it's about to come yeah. out, and Judas Macias is about to debut, right?
2: I think. Yeah. Wasn't it that Abyss killed his father or something? I don't even
0: remember. Yeah. No. Uh, well, someone did, and then Abyss grabbed the gun and got his prints all over it. I think his mother killed father, right? And then Abyss got his
2: um, got gun and
0: made it look like he did it or something like that
2: yeah some big long convoluted whatever yeah,
0: uh, they talk about it like a in a diner or something <laughs> it's a horrible thing it's on YouTube anyone wants to see it like James like Jamie Mitchell's explaining it in, the, in a diner <sighs> yeah so I like I said i if you can't tell by the way from us breaking it down, it's horrible, so don't even worry about it, <laughs> yeah, it's not quite as
2: bad as the a j styles thing with um. Oh, who, who, who's the...
0: I know her name was Claire. Lady.
2: That's all I know. Claire, yeah.
0: Claire okay. Huxtable.
2: Oh, for God's sake.
0: I can't think of any other Claire's.
2: Yeah. Uh, not that not that, that was something we all need to remember, but yeah, Claire Lynch. Wasn't
0: she, wasn't she Olive Oil in the park or something like that? That's where they found her. Yeah. They said... Uh,
2: that's why they killed the storyline because people were recognizing her in the park. And like, I think they told her, I think, I think they told her it was like, you need to pick one or the other because, you know, one's interfering with the other. So she dropped the TNA gig.
0: She might've made the right choice.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Good Lord. It's not like she had a future in wrestling. All right. Uh, We'll just say that.
0: You want to be perceived as a, i'm gonna use the wrong word here but you know someone who sleeps around or do you want to be a child character so there you go
2: yeah right it's like i saw you on impact last week shut up no you didn't somebody looks exactly
0: like me my twin sister yeah blair lynch
2: (laughs) oh my gosh uh all right well that's the end of this show we're gonna take our final break when we come back it's final ratings time and we're gonna tell you what's to come in the following weeks here on the podcast, right after this.
3: Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod, on Twitter at main event underscore marks, and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector.
5: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh,
0: I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: We're brothers. That's right, yeah. yeah the that. mother same mother and father. Your room was.
5: spell it with a k so take it easy some people were made to follow the instructions we were made to make our own to always measure twice and never cut corners unless of course we've got a compound miter saw northern tool and equipment is a problem solvers paradise there's nothing we can't find fix or figure out together we're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com.
1: Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible, signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From Uh aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com free 22, shopify.com free 22.
3: The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all
2: of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. And we're back. And it is final ratings time. Internet Movie Database gave this 7.3 out of 10. CageMatch.net gave it 6.19 out of 10. I actually gave it 8 out
0: of 10 for a B.
2: I liked oh, it. Let's see I'm, you.
0: Right, I'm right there with you. I gave it a B. I liked it. Yeah. Could have done Good without show. that stupid uh, tag match. but.
2: Yeah. And like I said, I feel like the uh, James Storm, Pete Williams thing should have been on Impact. but. Well, you keep saying that, horrible.
0: but you fell remi- to remember it was. You had to word that better. Maybe it should have stayed on Impact.
2: <laughs> yeah, they shouldn't. It, it should have been done for the first time on Impact, not done at the pay per view. <laughs> that's that's what I mean. But yeah, so that wraps it up for final resolution. Uh, looking through our schedule here, because like I said, we're gonna go through 2007 uh, as much as we can. So next month on February 9th, actually is going to be our next one. We're going to cover TNA against all odds, 2007, 15 year anniversary. Now,
0: Off the top of my head, I don't remember
2: how if that shit was good or bad
0: or not. So what's should be interesting to watch back?
2: Yeah. All I know for a fact is that uh, Christian cage takes on Kurt angle in the main event for the NWA title. Other than that, I don't know anything else. So that's uh, that's coming up, but we're going to try to cover all the shows if, uh, if, if we possibly can. I'm going to try to find a way uh, to squeeze them in. But next week here on the podcast, it is a very recent show. It's only five years old. We're going to go back on January 12th. We're going to go back to 2017 for the WWE Royal Rumble 2017. Remember the Rumble. That one... Like I said, I don't remember too much off the top of my head. I'm anxious to watch it back. Kind of cool because it's been five years. I'm like, man, what the hell happened at that show?
0: Yeah, I remember. uh, Yeah,
2: I'm sure you do. I I don't I don't remember like a whole lot that that far back. Um, It had okay. it had Styles and Styles and Cena on there for the WWE title. That right there is going to be good. Neville and Rich Swan, Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns for the Universal title. Charlotte Flair and Bailey, man. Okay, now I'm excited to watch the show.
0: <laughs> so especially. If you're it's, uh, it's uh, it's one of the things notable to me is Jerry Waller spoils the winner of it in it. Talk about it. really. Again. It's funny. It's it's very okay. funny. All, right. All
2: right, that's next week. Thanks for joining me today, Greg.
5: Mhm.
2: And everybody at home, happy New Year. Thanks for sticking around with us. We will see you I grew next still alive. week. exactly. Uh, stay that way. We'll see you all next week right here when we cover WWE Royal Rumble 2017. Remember the Rumble.